0: This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast and the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash edge and get started today. All right, DJs. Uh, welcome back to the golf gaming podcast. The second show I am actually recording, uh, today. Uh, I am Steve Shermer, and filling in for Boston capper, uh, for a to be determined time is, uh, Matt
1: Gannon. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I am doing well. I am happy to be here. Capper's doing well for those wondering he's, he's on the way up. So, but for the time being, I'll be filling in for capper. Um, he knows he's in good hands and we're going to we're going to have we got some good content coming your guys way. We're going to keep doing the same same schedule for the most part. I'm going to still do my stuff, but happy to be here. Let's 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 get to it. Yeah, there you go. I mean, listen, it, it very well could be a situation
0: where you just Wally pip him. You know, it's yeah, very, very possible. Well. You know, sometimes these just things happen, capper. So uh, maybe you want to rush back soon before uh, yeah. this young guy uh, takes your job here. So all right. So we got the memorial this week. I, I talked a little bit on my show this morning um let me ask this is just like a general question so you know as we get kind of into the summer months here um are you watching as much golf as you did back in the winter there or are you kind of like me where the weather's getting nicer kind of want to stay outside and you're kind of feeling like maybe you're getting a little disconnected from what's actually happening on the
1: course? yeah well for you, the weather's getting nicer. For me, it's raining more than it's ever rained before. Since like I'm in the middle of like rain season, hurricane season down in Florida. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still watching a bunch of golf. Like the winter is my summer where I'm out going out and playing golf. So now it's raining all the time. I'm still watching as as much golf as possible. And I, this is an exciting stretch. We got two more majors left. Obviously, this week is going to be awesome. So I guess until yeah, the, throughout the rest of the season, I'm going to be dialed in watching as much golf as possible. That is true. I mean, my parents live in Florida and they actually, uh, they're
0: like, oh, we should live here year round. I'm like, you would not be able to handle July and August down there.
1: Yeah. I haven't been here for then yet either. So I'm not like, (laughs) I don't know what to expect. It's starting to get warmer by the day. And like, I am like, oh, I'm hearing, oh, just wait, it's going to get even hotter. So I know Joe, Joe, I has been telling me that we haven't, haven't seen anything yet. So I'm excited. I'm excited, but also nervous. (laughs)
0: Yeah, may, maybe you can become one of those uh, early like uh, snowbirds, you know, at the ripe old age of fifty or something. Yeah, I would go, love to go get be a place sure. up in Pennsylvania or New York, come up here. I mean, it's it was uh seventy five degrees today, uh, real perfect weather up here. So, but that's the thing. Like, I don't really want to be inside watching like the Colonial. Sure. I mean, I'd probably this week though, we got the Memorial much better field. Ah, uh, good golf course., uh, you know, I think we might we might see some car crashes this week based on how the course conditions would be. So'll probably hold my attention a little bit, which makes you uh, transition to uh, the memorial. so i I got on the podcast this morning I kind of talk about things I'm looking for. Um, I guess what particular skill sets or what particular liens are you kind of looking for when you're making picks this week?
1: Yeah, this is one of those weeks where you got to have the complete bag. We see a a major escalator board a year in, year out at this at this golf course um and that basically goes to sh- and a winning score of minus 10 to minus 13. You can't you can't fake it here. You got to have every shot in the bag. So the best players will rise to the top in this field or just like last year we saw billy horschel have a outlier week and but he had all the shots that week so you're gonna need you're gonna need every shot in the bag you're gonna need to have a skill set that you would at a majority of the major venues yeah that that was frustrating last year i think i had a tick on aaron <sighs> wise was,
0: and i oh, and I, I bet call. i bet horschel at colonial and he Ugh. stunk he stunk that week i'm like i'm, I'm done with him you know, Classic never, never again. I think I actually came on the show. I'm like, you know, screw this guy. And of course he goes to win, you know, because, you know, everything you say on a podcast sometimes just shifts the universe right there. So, yeah, like, like I mentioned up here, like um, we haven't got a lot of rain. And I know this is New York, but I mean, we're about six, seven hours from Columbus, Ohio. And I looked at the weather forecast there. They're not going to get any rain this week. They haven't really gotten a lot of rain the last couple of weeks. And I know here it's really firm. And I keep thinking back to that 2020 memorial, the one where they just let the course just kind of go to hell. It was firm. Like the winning score, I think, was nine under or ten under by John Rom, but he won by like four four or five. Yeah, that was after the workday, uh when Morakower won, correct? Yeah, exactly. It was before the renovation there. I, I have a feeling that we might get similar conditions What we're gonna see this week. I yeah. think it's gonna be firm, it's gonna be difficult. Uh, I think the green regulation rate's gonna be really low. And I I think just I'm Gonna be targeting really good iron players, good scramblers. You know, off the tee this week. You know, this course tends to favor a more accurate guy. Um, I might shade a little more towards that, or just the length and accuracy. But yeah, definitely iron play, scrambling, um, putting. I'm a little more forgiving on just based on some guys that have done well right. here. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think like a winning score of like I don't know, eleven under, twelve under. Uh, I think that
1: might do that it. Seems good. I, yeah, I think I'd, that's
0: there. You go. All right. Well, before we get to uh, all the tiers, let's take a quick commercial break. And uh, have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? If not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later visa card. So similar to buy now pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest in payback. the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right. Zero percent interest on that. So Simply deposit funds into your account at. And Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. And Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances. Up to $2,500, you just add your bankroll today. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Uh, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Let's go right to the $10,000 range. It starts with Scotty Scheffler at 11.3, John Raman at $11,000, Patrick Cantley at 10.5, Xander Shoffley at 10.2. And so early projections right now, just a ton of ownership on four of the five guys here. Uh, Scotty, Rom, Cantley, Xander, all pulling at least right now close to 20% ownership. Um, I mean, all of them have various success here. Uh, I guess let me kick it off to you. Is there any of any of those four?
1: I guess who has the biggest bust potential? That's a good question. Uh I'd probably have to say I mean what we saw from John Rahm at the PJ Championship was so crazy. Like that was so out of nowhere. I did not think he was gonna have that performance, that round one, and he never got back into it. What Scotty Scheffler's doing, T to Green, is truly astronomical truly insane and he's not gonna need to make but you could have said the same thing last week he wouldn't he didn't need to make that many putts, and he still didn't didn't win that tournament so I don't know Pat, It's that's a great question probably Xander Schroffley because the top three are just that much higher Tita to green wise right now so I would have to go with Xander and then Rory I guess is a it's a mixed bag right now but if, if we're gonna get if we're gonna get a low on Rory like you're saying um I could be a part of that definitely
0: yeah, I mean, so I'll 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 do my spiel right now before we maybe transition, Roy, because that's a guy I want to talk about because that is yeah. definitely the pivot player here. I I guess of those four, probably Xander's my pick. If you look at what he's done at Memorial, like overall, it's really good, but it's a lot of just top twenty finishes. Yeah, I don't think he's the finished classic top Xander, 10. right? And like maybe this is just my problem. Just I bet him so much, and I looked at him this week. I was like. Am I really gonna do this again with Xander? And you know, I mean, just he's just solid in every category. It looks good, but it's good for like a T twelve finish. And it like 10 yeah. 2 with that ownership. I think I'd rather have Cantlay, who I is just seems like he's automatic at this place. Um, you know, I'm willing to actually I mean, I'm willing to pay up for Rom and Scheffler. Ram, I think, is gonna bounce back. Uh, you know, obviously really comfortable with this golf course. Everything still looks okay with him. And then Scheffler, like, I I have not I mean, I manually track my stats. I don't think I've had a guy as hot tee to green as I've ever, like, tracked. Like, he's averaging what's over his 12 rounds. 3.4 strokes tee to green per round over the last 12 rounds nuts. is just... Truly insane. Absolutely nuts. So, um, I mean, tomorrow on the betting show, um, I you'll probably see an appearance from Scotty Shuffler at some point. I feel like it just, you know, I got to get in my car. But what, let's transition to Rory here because he is definitely... Not popular drawn sub 10% ownership, but he's coming off a T seven finish at the PGA. Things seem like they're trending in the right direction there. I guess. What do you think maybe is scaring people off of Rory? Um,
1: or is it just a situation where just, you can't pick everybody and he's just the odd man out. I think Rory himself is getting people off Rory. Just his quotes, him saying, I don't have my best stuff right now. Uh, him saying on on Friday going into that tournament, I don't think I could. He literally said he didn't think he could win. Like after his Thursday or Friday round, just based off the game he had, and he goes out, finishes T seven, gained over seven strokes on approach. Like that's playing golf, and we know it's close. We know he's close. But whenever a golfer says he's close, like AKA Justin Thomas, all this whole season he says he's close, and it just hasn't came. I don't want to get into a. A motion which I do a lot where i'm just chasing a golfer to win chasing a golfer to win Not necessarily does rory have to win the golf tournament to be profitable in dfs But i'm just talking like overall So I don't know how much I want to chase rory if the ownership is there. I can get to it But he still gained seven strokes on approach. He had nothing off the tee Which I wouldn't say he needs to have his best stuff off the tee at this golf course But if he gains seven strokes again on, on approach look out for sure.
0: Yeah, I I guess Thinking about Rory, the one place where it seems like things could go awry with him is definitely the driver. I mean, he said that at the PGA, he just didn't really know where it was going. Uh, I can attest for it, seeing it uh, in person there. And, you know, I mean, I I look at his accuracy stats, good drive stats. You know, this is definitely the weakest of the five guys above $10,000. I guess for DFS purposes... I think it's an easy pivot away from Cantley and Xander just because it's Rory McElroy. He's a better player. And even though right. the other two guys have better stats, I mean, Cantley can definitely finish, you know, like 22nd if Rory finishes the top 10. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Xander. He can kind of bust out. I guess it comes down to the decision of like, if you're dead set on, like, I, like if you want to go Scheffler, I don't think you should just pivot mm-hmm. to Rory just for the sake of it. I think you should just get, you know, stick with Scotty and then. I differentiate somewhere else, but if you wanted to start your DFS lineup, you know, in the mid tens, there, I think Rory's definitely the easy pivot away from the other two, especially with their with their ownership.
1: Yeah, and I feel like this is a case of we don't see it as much as we did in the last few years because of all these elevated events. But every single year, for example, like like the RBC Heritage, an event like that, there's always that one trendy guy who's a above average golfer, but not like an elite like a Corey Connor is going into the week who's just trending amazingly all the numbers look awesome everyone will play him and then there's just a guy like Patrick Cantlay who's just $300 more expensive but no one no one plays him because they want to play that trendy golfer who's coming in in good form who's not like a regular name and that just overall better golfer who might not be in the best form always seems to have the better week in in that given situation so i think it could be a, a variation of that where Rory McIlroy he's not in the be- best form Patrick Cantlay checking every single box, looks amazing at this golf course. But no to no one's, no one will question you that Rory McIlroy is a better golfer than Patrick Cantlay of uh, like over time. So I think it could be a situation like that.
0: Okay, yeah, um, I, I think we're on the same page as, uh, as far as I over ten thousand dollars. So uh, before we get to the rest of the pricing, let's take one other quick uh, commercial break. Um, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Uh, we're home to all of your free picks and podcasts in one convenient app. Uh, plus, we have exclusive free real contest links. So, download the SGPN app for free in the App Store or the Google Play Store today. All right, nine thousand dollar range. So, I, I think I want to start right at the top with Colin Morikawa, and he's drawing moderate. Excuse me, he's drawing moderate ownership right now. You know, about fourteen percent. Obviously, he's got a win here with the Workday Charity Open. Um, you know, he finished second to Cantley in that playoff. I, I So I watched a lot of him because I, I placed a bet on him at Colonial. Something just seems off with him, and it seems like he doesn't really know where things are going to off the tee. It's a lot of just, you know, he hits that pad and fade, but it's a little too fady, misses it to the right there. And I guess that's a concern of mine, um, you know, coming in where you can't really spray the ball. I guess. Well, how do you feel about Colin this week as far as he's maybe he's coming back to it? You know, he owns these Jack Nicholas tracks, one here, one at concession, two. Is this maybe a get-right spot for him, or do you kind of get the same feeling as I do, like something's kind of wrong with this dude?
1: I think it's all, it's all ownership for me. If Colin Morikawa is coming in like seriously as the odd man out in this in this range, which he might be because I feel like he's just a bit overpriced. Like you could definitely say that Hoblin should be priced higher than him in the, in this field. Um, so yeah, I think it's all ownership if that ownership doesn't go his way It's obviously a golf course. He's had success on Uh, this is a probably the best field he's ever been in at this golf course So maybe it won't be Turned out as well for him. So it's it's going to be a, definitely something i'm going to monitor into the week But if the ownership is right, I can get to colin. I I wrote him up, but I agree with you something does not look right in this golf course, but He can turn it on in a second. We'll, we'll see where the ownership goes
0: yeah, and like, it, like, and I, I bet Colin a lot this year, and yeah. I. He, it seems like he's got like an attitude, but like, like when things kind of go south with him, like it just looks like he gets frustrated, and kind of checks out a little bit. And I'm wondering if that's kind of going on with him right now because the iron play has been absolutely phenomenal, but the putter has been working again. Seems so, you know, like there's, he's had some driver issues. I know. I think he switched drivers at the beginning of the year. Went back to his old set. Yeah, he switched twice. Yeah, so maybe he's just caught in between. I don't know. So, um, you know, and right below him, you got Victor Hovland. I mean, you know, great. At the PGA was doing really well last week uh, until that back night. He just completely blew up there. Uh, you know, yeah. he's actually drawn kind of similar ownership as as Morikawa is this week, but I, I think Hovland's going to be a pretty popular DFS play. So I guess the question sure. with him is like everything looks good except for did what we saw is what we saw at the PGA with his around the green game, which looks really solid. Is that kind of legit now, or was that maybe just smoke and mirrors and he kind of just regresses to the mean
1: here? I think it's, it's, it's been brewing the past few months and he's hit, he hits good around the green shots, but I still, I know you're not on Twitter, but he'll still hit that one really bad around the green shot and everyone will make a big fuss out about it, but it's definitely in the right direction. I think Hoblin is a decent play. Um, This is, his, this is his third week in a row. I, I, I think he's not going to play next week because there's a major the week after that. Uh, maybe a little bit of fatigue. Uh, he definitely got off to a, a bit of a slow start at Colonial, rid the ship Friday, Saturday, and then for majority on Sunday, and then just the wheels fell off late. I had a Halvin ticket. I was like, he's right there. He, he's in striking distance. And then it just didn't come to fruition. But if the ownership is similar to Morikawa, I don't think you, especially at la- lesser price, you have to go to Halvin right? If the ownership's the same.
0: I think so. I mean, I, I mean, the tiebreaker for me is just. I think Hovland has better command with his tee shots right now. He hits that patented oh, fade, sure. and you know, I mean, a Nicholas Course is hitting a fade is just golden there. And I mean, Morikawa and Hovland, they're both kind of struggle a little bit around the green, and Hovland seems like he's got the putter kind of figured out. I guess yeah. uh, I'm, I'm maybe a little gun shy of the fact that. I'm worried about that really bad around the green game to come back. He's had some really ugly performances around the green here yeah. uh, at actual memorials. And he, like the workday charity opened, he played well, but the other ones though, he's lost a billion strokes around the green here. So, so we'll see. Um, so I guess who are some other guys you like in this range? I mean, Hatton's drawing a lot of ownership. Um, Justin Thomas is kind of middling there. Fitzpatrick's not really drawing a whole lot. Uh, do you like any of those three?
1: Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to Jason Day. Yeah, we skipped okay. right over Jason Day. I'm going to go to Jason Day. This is arguably some of the best form he's been in heading into the Memorial the last few years. And it's a home game. He lives in this area. He knows this place better than anyone. He has a T4 finish two years ago. And I think he made the cut last year and finished somewhere in the 30s. But what we've seen from Jason Day these past few months and this season is... Uh, not world number one Jason Day, but it, it's trending in the right direction, and it's awesome to see he's making those tries back. Obviously, he won in Texas a few weeks ago. And then you were obviously at the PJ Championship. Did you watch any of Jason Day? You know, honestly, it was so chaotic there that
0: oh, I um, it's just, I mean, there were so many people. You kind of had to just pick your spots. Yeah, I didn't see much of Jason Day that week. I mean, we were with Andy Lack, and he just wanted to watch Rory. And right. uh, I was at uh, Boston Capper. He just wanted to watch Keegan. So that's kind of where I was watching uh, a lot of golf there. Yeah. But no, I didn't see much of him uh, that day. But I, I think what might draw me Jason Day is A, low ownership. Uh, B, if this is, is going to be like one of those really firm, difficult, no one's hitting greens, up and down contests, like I wanted Jason Day at that yeah, point i mean like in this range uh no one is better i mean other than fitzpatrick no one's really better at getting up and down uh than he is uh have you seen his house by the way in the area so he used to live in Murphy village and then i think there was like a youtube video where they actually went to his house he's so got, like, cool it I've is seen cool. that video yeah he's got those three greens back there and so that sick. yeah that was actually when he was slumping yeah. and I saw that video, because I've always had the notion that, like, this guy just doesn't really care. He got the world number one. And, like, when I saw that video, that really changed my perspective on him. Where, like, okay, this guy wants to continue to improve. He wants to get back. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of happy he's, you know, back, you know, be, you know, like 85, 90% of Jason Day, what he was. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely see him uh, doing well this week. I mean, Hatton's getting a lot of steam this week. Yeah. Um, I guess I want to talk about Justin Thomas, and you kind of mentioned uh, he keeps saying he's close. Well, I also think he's getting close. I mean, I don't really know what happened at the PGA. Everything kind of went off the rails, but just looking at the last couple months with him, it seems like there's a couple areas where he's improving. He seems like he's starting to drive the ball a lot better. Um, he seems like he's hitting a lot more fairways recently. The iron play has been really good. Around the green is really solid. And I, I think back of just some times when, He's done really good on some firm golf courses, like at Southern Hills. He won last year. That player was pretty firm that year. Won there, too. Um, difficult conditions. Obviously, you know, premium iron play. Getting up and down. If he's sitting in a lot of fairways and strong about 10% ownership, I kind of like him this week. And I, maybe as a little bit of a pivot away from Hatton, who I like. I mean, it looks good. But I think I'd rather take Jason or Justin Thomas a half the ownership than, than Hatton.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And obviously Justin Thomas did not perform well at the PGA Championship. He lost ball striking. Mm-hmm. And he has not lost in consecutive strokes, but uh, consecutive starts ball striking since June of 2017. So just based off that, you know that that ball striking should go to the green this week. So hopefully he can dial in that iron game. And J- Justin Thomas as a lineup block for me week in, week out, just because I know as soon as I hop off of him, he's going to have that, okay, here's that Justin Thomas win that c- happens every year when everyone hops off him. So I'm going to find a way, no matter who I get to at to- at the top in this range, Justin Thomas will find a way in a majority of my lineups this week.
0: Yeah, his outright price is kind of tasty. I've, I've, I've seen a 35 on him floating around, and uh, I don't think I've seen that in a while from Justin Thomas. Sir. Um, yeah. and, then, and then I guess a couple other guys in this range. Too. So I'm surprised that Fitzpatrick is drawing not a ton of ownership. I mean, he kind of fits a lot where you're looking for. Like, um, I mean, overall, he's usually accurate off the tee, although lately is that hasn't been the case. But you know, the long iron play has been really good with him over the last year and a half or so. Really good around the green, really good Bancras Pottery. He's got that third place finish in 2020 when it was really firm, which is I think how this golf course might play. I guess did that miscut at the PGA, was that enough just to kind of put a bad taste in people's mouths, or is there another reason why maybe no one's going to him this week?
1: Yeah, it's weird from Fitz because he, he had one good week at Augusta after having so many poor weeks and then went out on one and then it's back to being bad. So I don't really like I'm not I don't really have a strong feeling about him. I just think I'm gonna stick to my guys and just in these range, I'm gonna go day and Justin Thomas because I don't really feel too strong, especially Hatton's getting a bit chalky. I think I'm going to just rock with uh, Day and Thomas and go from there. Okay. All right. Let's move down to the $8,000 range. Two really chalky guys.
0: Um, Unfortunately, I kind of wish they weren't chalky. I I thought I was going to be alone on Hideki Island this week, uh, especially because he kind of faded at the PGA, cost some people some positionals with a bad Sunday there. But... Uh, you know, I saw the ball striking numbers look really good uh, up around the greens, really good. I think that's going to match his game. I've seen him do really well from golf scores, but he is absolutely uber popular this week. Uh, and say they were Ricky Fowler. So I guess of the two kind of similar question I asked you at the beginning of the show here uh, of Ricky and Hideki. Who do you think busts? Uh
1: I would say. It's weird because I feel like they're both perfect, like backdoor, backdoor T-15 finishers. Cause Hideki will have that one stretch on Sunday where he birdies five out of six and just finds himself like, oh, and here's Hideki three shots off the lead. And then Ricky just like finds that bogey free round, just birdies. Like he always has that one just clean round and it just moves him so far up the leaderboard. I'll go with, I'll go with uh, Hideki to bust. I just think Ricky's playing overall more solid at the moment. I'll go with Hideki to bust, but. I don't really think I'm going to get to either of those two guys. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, Ricky's been kind of just cash in top 20s over yeah. the last, like, three months or so. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I like Hideki's upside, but he definitely, I think, has the biggest bust potential. I, it, I, I don't, I can't tell if he's healthy or not. Like, he just missed a couple Weird. weeks ago at Quail Hollow, then came back and looked okay for a couple rounds of the PGA. And then Sunday, he just was terrible. Like, he's been really up and down this year. Um, I don't know. I, I'll probably say Hideki. I mean, definitely at DFS, um, probably staying away from him because there's actually a lot of contrarian plays in this range. It seems like if you didn't go Hideki or Fowler, just you know, it's kind of a wasteland uh, after this play. So, um, Cam Young, let's talk about him. So, doesn't really fit the blueprint of what you're really looking for in this place. Bomber can spray it a little bit. Not really good around the green. Uh, obviously, didn't have a very good PJ championship. Just hasn't really been all that good in general, but. Man, his ownership is three point two percent right now, and, and I remember last 100%. year because I, I I think I bet him, and he was actually in the top ten going to the final round, and then he put up like an eighty five. I so, remember that that was, no, I, that was funny. It was very it was very weird. So it almost seems like like if if it really is like three percent for Cam Young, it feels like you got to just have him some of your lineups just
1: because it's Cam Young at this point. Do you agree with that? 100 I couldn't agree with you more and the same exact thing happened last summer heading into the open championship He was chalk chalk cam young week chalk 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 Then he had those two bad of tournaments three bad tournaments almost wins the open championship I am I might bet cam young this week because um, Just people are forgetting about him and he's as talented as anyone and we're getting him at a price point but we seen it we see him in this upper nine K range all season long and now we're getting him in the eight K range. Warranted, he hasn't been playing the best golf, but all that uh hometown New York narrative, obviously it's not his hometown, but you know what I'm <laughs> saying, all the Twitter build up, all the narrative, flop leg, we're going to Cam Young. I don't I didn't I'm not three percent is crazy. I think it's gonna be coming in a little higher than that, but if it is three percent, consider me I'll find a way to get Cam Young in for short. Sure. He's yeah, definitely all one of my guys this week. Yeah, all of Rochester, which just absolutely crushed our hometown here of uh, Cam Young.
0: Hometown, just yeah, did not, you know, did not bring home the bacon. No, it's it was uh, not all come it was all over the papers up here that uh, just fell short of expectations. So, all right, People so uh, yeah, a couple other guys they're drawing about similar ownership down in the low eights here. Uh, you got Shane Lowry, uh, Adam Scott, Se Siwoo Kim. I mean, all these guys uh, have pretty decent course history here. Um, you know, they check a lot of boxes, I guess of those three, um, which one do you like the best?
1: Lowry, C. or Adam Scott, Adam Scott, hundred percent. He's putting on a clinic off the tee at the moment. He's made his last nine cuts here and he has multiple top 15 finishes in his career. Just like Jason day. He's a, uh, an all an old elite golfer who's finding his game again and is really coming into form. I think Adam Scott is due for a great performance. We saw that round one of, uh, the PGA championship. He was in the lead. I think that that frost lay in the morning really did a lot for him because he had to go back out in the morning, play his last hole and a half. He made a double on eighteen from one sixty yards in the middle of the fairway, and then was not right from there. But the ball striking has been awesome for Adam Scott. I'm sticking with him. I'm going to go with Adam Scott, hundred percent, eight K. Yeah,
0: yeah. I had a first round leader for Adam Scott. Oh, and, did you really? Uh, yeah, I had him. I had him and DJ, and no. DJ bogeyed eighteen. And Adam Scott made a mess at eighteen. I was like, "Yeah, from
1: I'm the middle of the fairway too with 163.
0: Yeah, like at that point, like I'm like, "All right, just knock on the green, two putts, just get out of there." Like I'll take a chop at ninety to one, and then DJ, I think, it was like forty-five to one. Just make a par. Sick. Yeah, I did not was, know that. That was that was a rough weekend. I mean, I I had a lot of fun, but uh, the betting card, I really could have used that. But
1: yeah, no, I, I had I, him outright. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know first round leader would have stung though. I would have been bad.
0: Yeah, that, that wasn't great. But, I mean, I, I think I agree with you. I think if I had to rank them, I would rank them Adam Scott first. I like what he's been doing with the Irons lately. Uh, you know, pretty good from over 175. Good around the green. Good bedgrass putter, too. Uh, so, I like him. I'll probably go with, man, probably Siwoo next. Because I think his around the green game is better than Lowry's at this point. And then Lowry's probably third, although if it's really difficult conditions with his solid ball striking, he's got a couple good finishes here. I could see that. Um, and then last but not least, so Sahit Tagala had a pretty good finish last year. Um, you know, he tends to kind of show up when you wouldn't expect it because you know he's kind of a sprayer of the ball. But a lot of these golf courses where you kind of got to nut up and not hit it blasted all over the planet he kind of elevates his game here so and he's not really drawing a ton of ownership is, is there any interest to in heat this week or do you think maybe some of his loose driving can get the best of him
1: yeah so he is a guy for me who like i'll bet or play if the number's right because just like you said he doesn't really like, on paper he doesn't really fit anywhere unless it's like detroit golf club because but he he like he, he's such a unicorn we saw him contend at Travelers, where it's like tight—you got to hit all these fairways. He was ripping hybrids off the tees, but then when he hits driver, he's all over the place. But he, and then he'll chip in. It's just a crazy game that see. I mean, uh, Sahith plays. So uh, if the ownership is there, maybe I can find a little bit. But I think I really love Adam Scott in this range. It's just Sahith is such a weird golfer. I'll bet him at like sixty to one in a in a in a shit field. But I'm not really a Sahith guy just because like I don't really understand him.
0: Yeah, like, with Sahith, he's all over the map where, like, he'll have really good spike weeks with ball striking, but then it's just blended with a bunch of really garbage stuff, and, like, he never looks good then in any of the models because all that stuff is kind of baked in there. So, yeah, like, I don't think I ever really get Sahith right. Uh, When I kind of get a feeling like, all right, I kind of want to bet him, he usually, like, craters off him, he uses this really well, so maybe I just stick to the sidelines, don't fade him, don't Use them uh, and go from there. All right, seven thousand dollar range. Let's move down there. So I guess um, who are like you know like just a couple guys you like. Uh, Let's start anything over seventy five hundred bucks. Who are a couple guys above seventy five hundred that you like this week?
1: Uh, The Gary Woodland ball striking is crazy. What are you seeing early ownership on him? Just
0: you know what? It wasn't as high as I thought it was. I think it's because people just got really burned by him. PJ only about eight percent, which is lower than. Uh, I mean, it's about it's about par with everybody else in that range, but I was expecting probably double digits, and I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, I, can, I wouldn't mind getting to Woodland because, every, like you said, he burned in it, everyone at the PGA. His first time losing on approach since the API, and then since that API cut, he's been amazing on approach. And this is not a golf course where Gary Woodland's going to have to roll in 23 birdie putts. So uh, if he can hit a lot of greens, two putt, and get out of there, I can get down with woodland. I haven't really been too, it's it's Monday night. So I haven't really deep dive this range too hard. Um, I like Tom Kim when no one's on him on difficult golf courses, but Mm -hmm. I would probably go with, I would probably go with Gary for now. I don't mind Keegan either. Okay. I mean like with Tom Kim. It kind of fits a lot of what you're looking for.
0: Really accurate off the tee. The iron plays have been really good. He's actually been really good from over 175 this year, yeah. too. Uh, around the greens, a little bit of a mixed bag, but hasn't been putting all that great. But that's essentially kind of what you're looking for with this golf course. You know, throw away the putter uh, as long as you're really solid with the ball striking, keep it in the fairway. And he's definitely not drawing, drawing a ton of ownership right now. It's probably just because his results have been kind of mad lately. But I think this actually might be a golf course maybe that Tom Kim might do well at I mean if Billy Horschel could win here like a guy like Tom Kim can definitely do a, an impression of that you know same thing with Russell Henley he's actually had a lot of success here um you know he's hit the ball pretty well T to green at Murfield Village Keeps the ball in the fairway his iron numbers been really good lately I'm not too crazy about his you know shots over 175 but he has proven to get he can get around this course uh good around the green too that can also work um yeah, like I, I guess I agree with you, Woodland too. I mean, I, I got him starred here. Obviously, the ball striking is really good around the green. I'm a little iffy on him, but yeah, like probably Tom Kim, Henley, uh,
1: and Woodland probably. Uh, I, have a, I have a question so, for you about Tom yeah, sure. Kim. Yeah. What is the difference at these last few months between Tom Kim and Colin Morikawa? Oh man. Um. Not much, not much. honest, not much. I I think you. I just thought to myself that, like, looking at their, their 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 build, their their player profile, there's not much of a difference. And Tom Kim has won more times than Colin Morikawa has in that in that frame. So, at what seventy nine hundred, if you want to play a ten thousand dollar Colin Morikawa or whatever he is, why not just play Tom Kim? Like, yeah, there's not. You actually difference.
0: make an excellent point. So, over the last 50 rounds, I have Morikawa gaining about 0. 0.34 strokes off the tee. Tom Kim's gaining 0. 0.28. Uh, approach play, Morikawa has him, but, I mean, Tom Kim still gained 0. 0.7 strokes with his irons. is gaining over a stroke. They're both about the same around the green, and they're both putting horribly. So, yeah, basically, Tom Sorry. Kim equals Kyle Morikawa. There's your,
1: uh, your high tip. I take. just thought okay. about it. I just thought that when we were talking about it. I'm... I'm going to tweet that tonight. What's the difference between Tom Kim and Colin Moore <laughs> Because I'm, I think I'm going to play Tom Kim if I have any, any, anything in my mind brings me to Colin Moore I'm just going to put all that on Tom Kim. Maybe even in the betting market. You you know,
0: that's going to be music to my uh, co-host, your uh, Boston capper, because he is definitely out on Morikawa. So I think the fact we just compared him to Tom Kim, uh, he's probably going to chuckle into like, don't dislodge that stent, though, okay? Don't laugh too hard, okay? (laughs) Uh, So, all right, let's go to the uh, lower $7,000 range, anything under 7,500 bucks there. Uh, I guess I'll start off with a couple of guys I like. I mean, Ben on is really popular, but I mean, he's, I think of the guys who recently graduated the from the Corn Ferry Tour, and they're technically rookies, even though he isn't. I mean, I think he's the best of the bunch. Obviously, been on the PGA Tour, has a lot of really good success. Honestly, I'm not really impressed with a lot of guys of these rookie classes. So, And he's hitting the ball pretty good, got some decent results at Murfield Village, Um, as long as the ownership isn't too crazy. Although, I think I saw double. yeah, it's double digits on him. So, I probably would want to pivot. Maybe Chris Kirk? I mean, kind of similar vein. Like, if I like a Russell Henley, or if I like Tom Kim, I mean, although Chris Kirk was kind of bad last week at Colonial. Yeah, when I was on a golf so maybe, course,
1: you should have performed well on. Yeah, so
0: maybe that's maybe that's go, you know, maybe I go away from Brian Harmon, maybe. I know his courses history was pretty bad, but he kind of showed some signs of life the last couple weeks. Uh I mean he was, I think, close to the top ten before he had kind of a bad um uh, f- you know final nine holes there, too. I mean, that could be a pivot away from Christian Bazane, who's, who's drawn about 10% ownership, and Harmon's drawn about three. There's
1: that. I mean, KH Lee's been hitting the ball pretty well lately, too. He's drawn yeah, kind I of low love, ownership. I don't love this range. And this is a range I truly never touch because every single week I deep dive the 6K range fairly hard. So when I always play 6K guys and I have a decent amount of them, so I just kind of just naturally have to skip this range and even kind of the whole seven danger to begin with. And I pride myself on being really good at like being ahead of those trendy six K guys. Like before Tano Goya, I was on like Tano Goya at like the farmers and then he got a little popular just like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to probably find some guys in the six K range. Cause like, like you said, you're just listening off some guys you didn't really love either. I don't, there's no one in this range that really turns my head. Like I need to get in my lineup. Uh, Ryan Fox maybe has some upside at 7-1 just because the not knowing aspect and just uh, how sick of a ball striker he kind of is. But mm-hmm. no one, I might not, probably won't get there. I'll find some guys in the 6K range. I don't really love anyone here.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, they all kind of got their warts. I mean, I don't know if I really want to go. Patrick Rogers with his iron plays really falling off and he kind of sprays off to Dietrich. I just never trust either. Seamus Power, I don't really trust on difficult golf courses. Hayden Buckley burned everybody last week, including Mm -hmm. me. I don't know if I want to go back to that. Steven Yeager, that train might have derailed too. Uh, Bo Hossler, gross. So, yeah, like it's probably going right to the sixes, uh, you know, because there's not really a whole lot of difference between some of the guys down there and some of the guys, you know, I like up top. So, um, all right. So, I don't want to spoil your your 6K video that's going to come out. It's a great video go check it out our YouTube page if you haven't already um but just how about just one guy in the six k range you just absolutely love this
1: week all right we'll go up to the top I'm gonna play Justin suh at six and nine okay uh just I was on him last week and he had a tough round four he was like trending in that top fifteen uh, top ten I mean all week and then he had a rough Sunday but Justin Suh was mega chalk in that Florida swing, and then he flamed out. He lost all the ball striking. At the PGA, he found something, and he found something again at the Charles Schwab. I think we stay ahead of uh, Justin Sud because he became mega chalk at the end of that Florida run, and I want to stay ahead of that, so I'm going to ride the Justin Sud train for as long as possible.
0: Okay. I actually kind of like that. I mean, he is definitely streaky, um, but he has shown some signs of life. I mean, played well at the PGA, played all right for most of the tournament last week, too, so... Yeah, I mean, like, he, he was talked about in a similar breath as Morikawa and Hovland and, you know, the uh, dearly departed Matthew Wolf when they came up to the BGC where yeah. I never quite clicked for him. And it seems like you see some glimpses, but then he really regresses. Yeah, But, yeah, maybe this is, uh, you know, an upswing for him. So, uh, I mean, some some of the popular options down here. Um, I mean, Alex Smalley's been hitting the hell out of the ball lately. I think he's gained, like, 18 shots. Finally. Yeah, finally. To I know. See him yeah, I know. So I mean, that that was. He, he's been doing pretty well for positionals for me lately. Uh, so you know, I mean, I, I, if he's popular, probably shy away. But I mean, he's hitting the ball great. And I think he's a talented player. Uh, I mean, Kevin Kevin Strelman popped his head up last week. He's been hitting the ball pretty good. Uh, good course history here, accurate. Like he kind of fits a lot of things you're looking for. Decent iron player, good around the green, accurate. That could work too. Um, Where's So Aaron Rye got added to the field? What is what's his price? Is he is he what's he? Oh, I don't think he's got a price yet. But I'm I don't know. I'm gonna assume he's probably around sixty-seven hundred bucks. I kind of like him too. I mean, the iron play has been really good with him, pretty accurate off the tee, good scrambler. Uh, doesn't really putt all that great, but that's a mixed bag at this golf course. Um, I think he played all right last week too. So that's yeah, a guy if on as, Sunday. Yeah. If that's a guy who's not drawn a ton of ownership might go to him on that. Lee Hodges seems like he's kind of woken up lately. Uh, I think he gained, where is he? I think he gained like four strokes. t to green, um, at the PGA championship gained almost six last week at Charles Schwab. So maybe that's a guy who's kind of rounding the form um you know he's hits the ball pretty well off the tee his iron game's been pretty solid lately that could be a name there too um i mean sam stevens the ball striking numbers continue to look really good with him austin Eckro. if you want to continue going with that too um depends kind of on the ownership there yeah i mean those are just kind of some names i'm throwing out there but obviously you are the 6k expert um we'll be looking forward to your Guess video you say that. yeah exactly so all right, I think we kind of beat up the ranges pretty good. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us. Uh, why don't you uh, give a little bit of a plug before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, you guys know where to find me if you follow the Golf Gambling Podcast at Matt underscore Gannon. Any questions, shoot me over the DM. I'll answer, and you guys know where to find Steve in the Discord. So you'll be seeing a lot more from me on this channel these next few weeks. So hopefully you guys can bear with me. and. Uh, and enjoy the content. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, all right, so we will be back
0: tomorrow night with our betting show. We'll go over our outrights, positionals, matchups, all that jazz. So with that, uh, we will talk to you tomorrow night.